This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Your car runs better when you give it high-quality fuel. Likewise, your body functions better when you eat healthy foods. Yet many Americans make the wrong food choices. The best kind of produce is the kind you eat, which means whatever form you're able to enjoy and access produce. Frozen, fresh, dried, organic or not. Then, rural Americans who are at risk of suicide and addiction due to disease and depression need the help of trained mental health professionals rather than family or friends. Mental health is not something we can do self-help on. And I see a lot of people doing it. Oh, I'll manage it. I don't want to take medications. I don't want to see doctors. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. A healthy diet can not only taste good, but make you feel better too. Yet many Americans consistently make the wrong food choices. InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco has the story. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Many shoppers are not sure if and when they should buy organic food, and they see packaging with designations that might be confusing. Our guest will help us understand it all. Sophie Egan, a Stanford lecturer and New York Times contributor, is out with an important new book, How to Be a Conscious Eater, Making Food Choices That Are Good for You, Others, and the Planet. Sophie, regarding produce, you say the number one priority far and away is eating five servings a day of fruits and vegetables. So let's start there. What are some foods listed as the so-called dirty dozen, that is, those with typically the highest pesticide residue? As you said, it's most important just that you get those five servings. So what I like to say is that the best kind of produce is the kind you eat, which means whatever form you're able to enjoy and access produce, frozen, fresh, dried, organic or not. But if you are interested in purchasing organic, which is better from an environmental standpoint and can help avoid pesticides, the Dirty Dozen is a useful shorthand that the Environmental Working Group provides. And this tends to include things like strawberries, berries in general, apples, leafy greens, whereas the Clean 15, those are the 15 types of produce that are less concerning from a pesticide standpoint, tends to be the ones where you don't as often eat the peel or the outside part. So things like melons. And so if we have to make a choice because we don't have a budget to buy everything organic, then that seems to be the bar, the measure by which we pick some things that we do eat organic and some we don't. I think that's a good general rule of thumb. Buying frozen is also a good way to eat organic that is more affordable. And also eating in season is a way to enjoy organic more regularly because seasonal produce is also likely to be more affordable. But as you said, the Dirty Dozen Clean 15 from the Environmental Working Group can be helpful. And the general rule, if you eat the skin up for organic, and if not, it's a little bit less important. Now, there are products which often smell like lemon that are labeled for washing fruits and veggies. Can these remove pesticide residue? That's a great question. Often you don't need a fancy wash like that. It can be expensive, speaking of budget. And most often what you need to do is just give it a good rinse and a little bit of a scrub if it does have a skin or peel on the outside. So it is important to wash your produce, but no need to get a fancy special kind of, you know, produce shampoo. Water will do the trick. Now, for moms, babies, and children, you say to avoid foods in plastic or metal cans as they might expose you to BPA. What is that and why might we be concerned about it? 
BPA is industrial chemical officially called bisphenol A, and it's found in the plastic lining of some canned foods and in plastic foods. And this is concerning particularly, as you said, for mothers and young children. It is associated with a wide range of issues, hormone irregularity, cancer, childhood brain development, high blood pressure, and beyond. So more research is definitely needed. The FDA currently says that BPA is safe at the levels found in foods, but there's concerns, especially with plastic if you heat food in plastics, that it can leach out. Phthalates is another hot button issue related to that. So when you're buying canned goods, sometimes you can see BPA free. The challenge there is that the alternatives are not necessarily better. And so best thing to do when possible is just to have foods that don't have BPA in the first place. So you could think, for example, of buying beans in bulk instead of buying canned beans when possible. Now, it's not as concerning for everyone, but particularly if you're in the those groups looking for young children or for those who might be pregnant or breastfeeding. We're visiting with Sophie Egan, author of How to Be a Conscious Eater, Making Food Choices That Are Good for You, Others, and the Planet. Help us, Sophie, with labels and designations such as certified organic or USDA organic. What does that mean? Some labels really don't mean much of anything, (laughs) natural, all natural, or some labels mean something, but they might not mean what we think they mean. Like gluten-free doesn't mean the product is healthy. Organic actually is quite rigorously defined, but it doesn't also mean that the food is necessarily good for animals or that it's necessarily a healthy product. Plant-based is a hot button word that's good for the environment generally, but also may not be particularly nutritious. In the case of organic, what it means, it is a very good certification that means no synthetic pesticides, no growth hormones, and no antibiotics in the case of animal-based foods. And for eggs, it also means a vegetarian feed. So this is helpful because it contributes to a better environmental footprint in terms of how vegetables and other crops are grown, as well as how animals are raised in surrounding ecosystems, the soil. Soil health is really important to think about with our products that we're choosing. And that's really why the organic certification, it can cost more, but often it's reflecting the true cost of food, which so often is just externalized, sent downstream, if you will. And many times food is inexpensive because it doesn't reflect the real toll it's having on the environment or in the case of pesticides, the toll it's having on us if we consume it in in terms of healthcare issues and on farm workers who may be exposed. And for something labeled fair trade or fair for life, what do those mean? Fair trade is really about the working conditions of those who are picking the crops or growing the food. And so what you want to think about with fair trade, there's three different versions, really. But bottom line, it means good, safe working conditions on farms. It means that discrimination and harassment are prevented. It also means that no forced labor or child labor is used. Some people might be surprised to learn even that in this day and age that that still persists, but especially actually in the chocolate industry child labor is an issue. In the shrimp industry, forced labor and slavery, that can be an issue. So fair trade, fair for life, fair trade certified, those really mean that those good working conditions, human rights really, and humane treatment of workers, and that a price premium often is actually fed into a fund for local products based on the wages. But It doesn't yet necessarily mean a livable wage. This really varies by those different certifications. Often it's sort of a stepwise approach to getting there depending on the cost of living in the area. But you can rest assured that if you are buying products such as bananas, for example, or chocolate, as mentioned, that you're buying products where the workers are being 
paid in ways that are at least fair and treated with dignity. When a package lists a sell-by date, what does that mean about freshness? Sell-by dates are a source of much confusion. We think generally that they mean expiration dates. That's not actually what they mean. They are standards of quality. So it has to do with taste and freshness, the standards that the manufacturer wishes for us to experience with that product. In reality, foods can sometimes actually go bad before a sell-by date, and they can, in most cases, actually be eaten safely well beyond the date because it really, as I said, does not have to do with expiration. So there's legislation underway to try to standardize this with just a simple two-label scheme that would really do us all a favor in in simplifying one label for quality, one label for safety. But until that happens, we really got to rely on kind of our common sense and our senses. So checking for mold, the sniff test for milk is a good standby, and really being mindful of minimizing food waste because food waste is an enormous environmental crisis. If food waste were a country, it would be the third largest emitter after China and the United States. I mean, that is powerful. And at the same time, 40 million Americans are going hungry. And if we redistributed just a third of the food that we waste, we could actually feed all those hungry people. And in the time of coronavirus, this is only more relevant. So being really mindful to make sure that we're not tossing food that can be enjoyed, whether by us or by others who we may leave it for, in the case of shelves, or who we might be able to give it to through food pantries and other distribution channels. So there's a great resource, savethefood.com, that can actually give you an item-by-item, food-by-food set of tips for which items you can cut off the mold from safely, you know, from the cheese or from the bread, and which items you might want to be a little bit more vigilant about, such as with the deli meats and things that where listeria may be a concern. Sophie Egan, author of How to Be a Conscious Eater, Making Food Choices That Are Good for You, Others, and the Planet. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, and be well. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. Next, rural Americans at risk of suicide and addiction. That story, straight ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 